Welcome to the Bad Biddies podcast hosted by yours truly from Second Period AP Literature. We are pleased to inform the world of what we have to say any time of the day. We would like to thank our following sponsors, Megan Lee Stallion, Megan Woundedet, and Sienna Gomez for inspiring us all. As always, please send in your questions for a chance to be on the episode. Welcome back to the Bad Biddies podcast. We are honored to be here on our second podcast episode and bring you one of the best topics. Today we will be talking about the random acts of kindness and the struggle of being a good person in an increasingly harsh, hostile world. Okay, Annie here. So (laughs) I guess we all have different ways of finding happiness in this world, especially now. Like some people it's through like physical stuff like reading or watching Netflix or something other people are more like material spiritual or maybe even like yoga or something and other people have different ways of finding happiness but I think it's just all unique what's your guys's happiness for me I feel like it's more for me it's either like I like to be by myself and like Mm -hmm. not be bothered or I like to be like around my friends yeah I think, like, as much as I love being with my friends and my family, there's also, like, some peace in just hanging out with yourself and doing and, what you want, yeah. whether it's, like, just laying in bed, watching TikToks, watching movies. And I think luck. that needs to be normalized more. I feel like people confuse, like, being alone to, like, lonely. Yeah. You can like, be an yeah. introverted extrovert. Exactly. Yeah, like, I, I like, feel like there should be a word for that. Like, mm-hmm. I love when I, like, come back from a night of hanging out with my friends and just go to my room and it's just, like, pure silence and it's yes. just myself. It is it's so calming. No, like, like no, nothing against you guys. <laughs> like, I love hanging out with you, but I like hanging out with myself, And that's too. a good thing, like, <laughs> yeah. to be, to have the comfort of yourself and not depend on, like, other people to make you happy. Yeah. And, like, you have yourself first. That's something that more people need to like normalize it's okay to spend time by yourself especially like the saying I think of is like you have to love yourself before you can love others Mm -hmm. so it's like very hard to focus on other people if you're constantly like not thinking about yourself only doing what's best for other people it comes hard like that goes on to Gregor like that's all he's done (laughs) that's all he's done (laughs) that's all he does he thinks about other people before himself just because like that's the position he's put he's been put in like he doesn't have time to like think about his own needs not even that they're selfish it's just like wanting stuff for him but he doesn't even have that he has to think about his family first and then he's just like when we're talking about isolation and how sometimes it's just good to be by yourself to a certain extent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like in his situation, when you're locked in a room, like a dark room, dark gray you, don't, room. you can't even do anything. You're just starving yourself slowly. You don't have any human interaction like mm-hmm. for long periods of times. Like that's just not healthy. And it takes a happiness. Like it takes a happiness out of you and it takes a mental toll on you. And you can like see that when before like the book started and got deep into it he had a job as a salesman where he worked long hours Mm -hmm. every day every day every day and just continued to do that which can reflect into his life as a bug where he kind of isolated himself from the outside world and he chose his path that way and yeah like I think that relates to the Kafka existentialist thinking (laughs) that like you build your own path and you have control of that 
So like when before he turned into a bug, he didn't really have control. He was just more he just kind of felt more like a burden and that he had to put his family first versus when he was a bug, he could kind of do what he wanted for the first time. And it was kind of like, like when you look at his actions throughout the book, like they were his actions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they weren't forced. Whatever he did led up to where he was. Yeah. Like he, as much as his final act of like dying was really depressing and all, but like all of his choices led him there. Mm -hmm. Like he chose to work like, long hours and just kind of take knowing his burden. family didn't like appreciate it yeah right like he that's, told that's a to, good thought he could have told them to go kick the rocks for but, real you know, he could have kicked them out of the apartment but he didn't which is like good for him but yeah and that relates to like one of our other ideas doing stuff like out of the kindness of your own heart even though you know other people aren't gonna see it and praise you right and I think that's a really good skill to have to be able to do things because you want to but it does help when people are at least acknowledging you're doing it and like no like you want to be appreciated you want to be appreciated like it's not everything but it's nice for someone to be like hey you're doing thanks you're doing a good job especially like hate it when like you don't want to do it but you do it for someone and they don't even say like yeah thanks they appreciate it they're like like your kindness is just overlooked and that's what he's been dealing with his whole life yeah like his family doesn't think like they just kind of like it's expect just, him to. They expect him to do it, but he doesn't have to do that. He can move out and just provide for himself and doesn't have to work as and long as hours. he's, like, a grown man, too. He is. Like, and it's not like his dad is handicapped or anything. No, At his least, I family is so. fully functioning. They're they do their fine. own work. They just kind of, like, and then you can see that when Gregor, like, they're forced to start working. Mm-hmm. You can see that, definitely, and how they, like, immediately jump to discuss their financial, like, like concerns. they're fine they can and then they go it, out they and work. work and it's like well why didn't you do that when and i think your it's son was busting especially really crappy when they got on him when he didn't go to work like he hasn't been doing that for like his whole entire day, life it's and then one a couple day days and they're all and same with his job like showing up to like kind of like condemn him for it like he's been doing this all his life right and he's built that trust with his family but they don't really appreciate him much at all we will be right back after this sponsor. Thank you to Megan Thee Stallion for her wonderful contribution in that masterful artist piece. This is the Bad Biddies back here and back at it again. We're ready to talk about family, um, which is something I think we can all talk about because we all have family, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right, okay. Um, So I I like my family. What about you guys? I love my family. I I mean... I love them to an extent. Sorry, my parents. To an extent. Like, I love them. Rob and Kristen don't watch this. (laughs) I love them, but, you know, like any other family, they really get on your nerves. nerves. But, I mean, I guess I'm, like, if it was reciprocated, like, I'm sure I am the same. Yeah. Yeah. I know I get on my mom's nerves. Like, I know. But I, like, think about it sometimes, like, when I'm sick or something, my mom and dad are taking care of Mm -hmm. me. They're doing all this stuff. And I'm, like, I feel so loved. But if yeah. one of them gets sick, like, I'm out. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, and you don't understand that, like, until you actually have to take care of other people, how hard it actually is. It really is. Um, I think that's something that 
we can definitely see in this book and mm-hmm. everything is just how you can see the family react. And I thought it was really ironic, actually, just to talk about the mom. Because, like, in the first, like, her first reaction to seeing Gregor as a bug is she's, like, crying, right? Like, she's inconsolable and she's, like, an emotional wreck. And then at the end of the book, she's kind of just, like, relieved when he's dead. Yeah. Like, she's kind of just, like, really, really, she was like, (laughs) well, that's not my son anymore, which, like, I can understand, but. Well, like, that's still your son. Yeah. It was. It's not like he wished to be a bug. It's not like. It was pretty sad. Just woke up. Yeah. And then the same with the sister, too. Like, she cared. She did care for him at first. And I think when she saw that, he wasn't really, like acting on his human needs or anything or like eating she just gave up she just she she was disgusted by him like crawling around the walls even though she tried to do that like not like he could do anything else but right he couldn't help it so i think his family was just one of the most dividing factors between like him and like being a bug because like him turning a bug was ultimately like the symbol of like him being free of his family's obligations like Mm -hmm. he could do what he wanted now without them without them having to depend on him yeah yeah um there's a, like a part in there towards the end of part three when he's kind of uh his family is talking about getting rid of him i forgot who mentioned it first i think it was his dad who was just like we just need to get rid of him like get him out of the house mm-hmm. or something like that and then someone brought up like well why didn't he just leave already like he's a bug just go back to the wilderness and mm-hmm. he'll be fine so it shows, like, he, he kind of, yeah. He still felt like he had an obligation to right. them. Like, even though he couldn't do anything, he's still part of the family. No right. matter how, like, terrible they treated him, he still thought he needed to be there for them. Right. And that kind of ties in with, like, the whole societal expectations theme and everything. Just what does society expect out of you as a son, as a brother? Like, you you support the family. Especially, like, as a man, there's, like, this really... I don't know, like, conception Ex- that men are, like, the breadwinners of family. And they, and they have, have to be to the ones the to family. support the family. And then it's just, like, then they did fine without him. Mm-hmm. Like, they all started working. It was kind of better for them. Now that he was gone yeah. in a bad way. And but... especially, like, at the end, they literally just left. He, he really died. Did. They there just was said... nothing. Like, he died yeah. and they were they were gone. They, they were, were just on like, their oh, way off. He passed away. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. Um. That's but, so crazy, though, that someone can have that big of an impact on your life, that it went so overlooked, that as soon as, like, he couldn't yeah. do that anymore, they didn't care. It's almost like they only cared for him when he brought money into the house mm-hmm. and into their family. Yeah. And then, um, especially, like, tying into, like, our title for today, when we talk uh-huh. about only the good die young, mm-hmm. he really was good. He yeah. was, he kind of showed the goodness in the book. Mm-hmm. He was the one that, like, cared and wanted to take care of everyone, and everyone else was kind of just kind of cruel to him in some ways. Yeah. They and, didn't really give him, the, like, the proper respect that he deserved. Especially yeah. after everything they did. He did for them. And yet he was the one that had, like, had to die. He was yeah. the one. But kind of, it freed him in some ways. He was right. done. He didn't have to be. It definitely freed the family, too. Yeah. They were. <laughs> and with that, like, apple root, like, stuck in his flesh, that also, like, symbolized with him being free from his family. Like, that showed the growing disconnection mm-hmm. between Gregor and his like disgusted family they can even like that's still your kid and it also kind of shows like the rottenness of the family like the apple just it's gross especially the dad I like the dad was so disgusting to me I pictured him as like really dirty and old and just like a really abusive dude and he was abusive to Gregor like he was the one who threw that apple into his thing and caused like all Mm -hmm. his discomfort and pain and then never showed him like 
any love or respect despite all the hard work that he put into this family. Exactly. And the thing that I didn't, I like, the mother, I feel like at the end, she tried. She tried to clean his room. Yeah. She tried. The sister's just like, we're done with him. You can't yeah. do anything more. Just leave it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, she did cause him kind of, like, some pain because it was still wet and everything. But, yeah. like, she tried. You can she give did. her effort for that. But... And then I think she just gave up when she saw that he was kind of a lost cause. But I mm-hmm. think there still should be, like, some dignity and respect that someone Because imagine get. how many times he wanted to give up when he was tired of working, but he didn't because he knew that he had to be there. Yeah, and it's like... Um, when we're talking about, like, the doors that were open to Gregor's mm-hmm. room, I think that yeah. was, like, a demon there or symbol yeah. or something. It's, like, he is stuck in this room. He's stuck in this place where he's been confined for a long time, and he's slowly being transformed into something that he wasn't, like, he has been in his whole life, like, a mm-hmm. human. Now he's a bug. And he's watching his family just move on in life. Without and him. he's, like, stuck past, like, but he's able to look out, but he can't but do the, anything about it. But he it. can't, like, It's leave. not like he can just go back to being a human, because no. that would solve everything, right? But he can't. So. It kind of, like, ties back into the existentialism. Yeah. Like, there were so many doors he could have taken. Mm-hmm. There's so many different paths. Right. But kind of felt like he was constantly taking mm-hmm. the same door to go exactly. in and out, in and out. He was just, same thing over and over like again. Like, he repeated the same thing every single day for his whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That he's out. Thanks for listening in to this wonderful episode we hope you liked it megan hopefully we'll see you next time (laughs) yeah